Hey guys, it's Melissa here. Today I wanted to talk to you guys about spiritual awakening. When I was doing my meditation before recording this podcast, you know, I asked what do people really need to know about? And what I got was the process of spiritual awakening. I feel that many of you are probably going through this right now because if you found my podcast, you are looking for ways to improve your daily life and you're looking for answers and you're looking for someone to guide you and that's exactly what I went through about a year ago so I'm still like in the middle of my awakening more more towards the end of it but I have been exactly where you are and I was looking for answers which is how I found the podcast stepping into the light that led me to Julia Treat which led me to discovering that I actually had Uh, healing powers and led me into taking Reiki and led me into a, a lot of things, starting this podcast, many different things. So you may be asking yourself, what is a spiritual awakening and am I going through it? So I thought I would answer some questions for you today. To put it plainly, spiritual awakening marks the beginning of your journey on your spiritual path. When you don't experience a spiritual awakening, you go through life feeling empty. It's like you <clears throat> you go to work at a job you don't really love. You just do the same thing day in and day out with no real excitement because you haven't found your purpose yet. And, and it's my belief that we have lived multiple lifetimes. So we don't always awaken in each lifetime. <clears throat> so, if you um if you're going through a spiritual awakening, it's like you start craving something that fulfills you. You start looking for answers in your life and you start to change the way that you think about things. Your perspective changes. You're basically waking up to life and you start questioning your old beliefs, your old habits, your old social conditioning. And you start asking yourself, isn't there more to life than just this? And why am I here? And what happens after death? And why do bad things happen to good people? It's like we just keep questioning all of these things. Now, sometimes a spiritual awakening is it's brought about by something in our life that happens that isn't necessarily a good thing. <clears throat> Many things can be a catalyst for spiritual awakening, um, we have to go through what is called the dark night of the soul. And essentially, the dark night of the soul is when we feel like we're very disconnected from source, from the divine, from God. We start to question everything, and we're looking for answers, and we feel very alone. And it's this dark night of the soul, this darkness that actually is a catalyst for what's brings us or propels us into or onto our spiritual journey. And if you think about it, just before dawn, you have to go through darkness, right? And so that's kind of what happens. It's like we, we've gone through our whole lives and we've lived these mundane lives and then we, something happens, we have this total darkness and now we're questioning everything. Like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? I feel so alone. I feel like there has to be more to life than this. Everything becomes a question for us. Like, why, why do these things happen to me? Why can't I have 
a happy life? Why can't I have a job I love? You know, all of these questions come to us. And that's called the dark night of the soul. We feel very alone and isolated and like we're going through so many different emotions. Many people experience depression and it's very painful. It's a very painful process, but it's absolutely necessary because if you were so happy and content all of the time, you would never search for more. You would never go through your life saying, is there something more out there? Is there something better out there? So if you didn't go through the dark night of the soul, you probably wouldn't question what was happening in your life. So for some people, the death of a loved one sparks that dark night of the soul. For me, it was a breakup. Um, Some people's divorce, you know, which again is a breakup. But illness can do it. So if you've had a life-threatening illness, um, if you've been in a a major accident or you've had a a near-death experience or a midlife crisis, um, being in a traumatic situation, anything like that can trigger a spiritual awakening. Because what happens is the thing happens that you didn't want to happen. Like you lose the loved one. Or for me, it was I mean, it was lost for me, too. I lost the person that I thought was going to be the person. And I went into this depression about it. And then that led to, a, okay, there's got to be something better. And I don't want to live like this forever. Like, I don't want to feel this way. I want to feel better. So what's out there? There has to be more. So that was what led me into that. It led to the dark night of the soul which led to my awareness, which led to the, I need to find the light again, which is kind of funny that the podcast I happened to find was stepping into the light, but it's, I don't think the universe, I don't think it was an accident. I think the universe divinely guides everything. So I found that podcast, which then led me to the light. And again, you have to go through the darkness before you can find the light because It's like if you're trying to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom in a strange place. You're like looking everywhere and you're feeling all over the walls to try to find the light switch to shed some light on where you're going. Well, it's the same way in life. You've gone through this awful thing and now you're in darkness and you feel so alone. And now you're, you're doing anything you can to try to find the light again. And that's essentially what this is. You go through that dark night of the soul. We have to go through the valley of the shadow of death in order to come out on the other side in the light. So it's kind of like a death and a birth. It's a life cycle. We are shedding the old. We got rid of things that aren't serving us. And even if it wasn't a divorce for you or a breakup, if it is like an illness or if... um, If it was some other kind of stressful, traumatic event, you still end up stripping away a lot of what doesn't serve you when you go through this process. So it is like a death that happens for you, and you're being reborn into something else. But there's a lot of inner work that has to be done during this process, and that's the important thing, because some people will get to this dark night of the soul, and then they stay there, and they don't... It's like, or they're, they're not doing the inner work, so it's taking them a lot longer to get through to the light. But these are some of the things you might be feeling if you're going through the dark night of the soul. You might feel isolated from everyone. You feel abandoned. Your mood is low and 
you're feeling very melancholy, you feel lost and you don't know which direction is right, you feel despair or horror when observing the world. And that was one of the things too, right before I went through this whole awakening process, I was so upset at what was going on in the world, in our political climate, it was really bothering me. You feel like a sense of dread and you feel a tiredness that, you know, that deep tiredness that almost goes to your bones. You don't have any motivation. You lose interest in things. You keep pondering questions in life like, what's the purpose? Why am I here? Why did I have to go through this? And you feel like you really don't belong here. You feel like I was born in the wrong time. Like I shouldn't be here. I should be in another time. So that's going through the dark night of the soul. Those are the things you kind of feel. And that's the catalyst to move you forward in this spiritual awakening process. So again, the first stage of that is this unhappiness, this feeling lost, feeling like you just have no desire to do anything, feeling a great depression and emptiness inside of you. So again, this could be triggered by a life crisis, like a breakup, divorce, death, trauma, illness, any kind of major life change. The second stage is shifting of perspectives. You start to see the world in a different way. You start seeing suffering and all of the things in the world that really bother you, and you see it differently now than you did before. And you might also start seeing your traditional values fall away because you don't feel like they align with who you are anymore. The third stage is when you start to seek answers and meaning, and that's when you might turn to others. You might turn to leaders, spiritual leaders for help. You search for your life purpose, your spiritual destiny. You're just grasping at anything to find the meaning of life. And so you might look at different metaphysical things. You might go through self-help books, whatever it is. It's like you're just searching to find the answers. And for some of you, that's how you were led to me. You were looking for answers and you didn't know where to find them or how to find them. And you, I've had several people tell me, I don't even know how I found your podcast. It just showed up and it's helped so much. That's what happened with Julia for me. I didn't, I didn't know how I found her podcast. I don't even know what I looked for. I might've even just looked for spirituality. I have no idea, but it showed up and I listened to her and she was so positive and it made me feel better. Like I laughed for that afternoon and I really hadn't laughed in a while and it made me feel better and that's why I kept listening. <clears throat> and I just somehow connected with her. But I truly believe that the universe leads us to the people who can help us. So the next stage, stage four, is finding the answers and getting those breakthroughs. So. You find new teachers, new practices, new belief systems. Some people start doing yoga. Some people get into meditation practices. They find a lot of things that help them and to bring back a sense of joy or hope or that connect them once again with the source, with the divine, with God. Because when you go through that dark night of the soul, it's like you're disconnected. You don't feel like you're connected to God. You feel like you've been abandoned by God. And so now in stage four, it's like you're reconnecting once more with God. And it might be a different idea of what God is for you because many of us grew up in traditional religious backgrounds where 
we had a set idea of what God was and how you were supposed to obey God and the, the rules and the laws and the commandments and everything. And then we go through this awakening and it's like, you know, this never really resonated with me or I only did this because, you know, the church told me I should do this, but it didn't really feel right. It doesn't really ring true to me. So your perspective and your perceptions of things begin to change and the way that you saw old traditional views, those change. And then stage five, you, you kind of go back and forth again. So you might slip back again and start feeling lost again. You may um, start to have mental breakthroughs, but then you start feeling sad again. And the reason is because as you're experiencing these breakthroughs, you're unlocking a whole lot of childhood trauma, honestly. A lot of the breakthroughs that I have had have been with things that have happened to me in my childhood. And that's not to say that I blame anyone from my childhood. No, I don't know any person that has escaped childhood without trauma. I know that I personally have also said or done things to my kids before, just not trying to be mean, but because it was the style of parenting I was used to. So that's what I did with my kids. And now I know I could have done something better and that this probably wasn't the best way. So mentally, they may be experiencing something because of things I said that I shouldn't have, like telling them I was disappointed in them when really that wasn't the right choice of words. Like I should have done something different. I should have some, done something better. So we all bring wounds from us from childhood, and they're not even necessarily parental wounds like I remember being in grade school and having this girl pick on me and that still stayed with me (coughs) so you know you may be experiencing things like that so it might be that you had an awesome childhood but you had you know kids who picked on you or maybe you had um relationships where people weren't nice to you. I mean, we just all come away with wounds. We come away with wounds that we have to heal. So stage six then is when we start diving in and doing this deep inner wound healing. We do inner child work. We do shadow work. Oftentimes, especially if you were in a relationship where this relationship ended, if a relationship was the thing that was the catalyst for you for this dark night of the soul, it's almost always that the person you were in the relationship with was mirroring things in you that you needed to fix within yourself, that they were mirroring the shadow side of you. So the things that you really knew, well, not know, but the things that you needed to fix that you really were not paying attention to or you didn't even notice it because it was, it's called shadow for a reason. You don't always see that shadow, right? It's behind us. It's deep and it's dark, so we don't always notice the shadow. We're oblivious to it sometimes. And so that partner brought out that shadow part of ourselves where we see the things that we still need to heal. They reflect it in us, and we don't like it in them. We don't like it in ourselves, but we don't realize it's in us. We just notice it in our partner, and our partner brings it out in us so that we can say, oh, yeah, I need to heal this. And that's what happened with me. Like My partner brought out all of this inner child work that I needed to still do. So that's what I did. I started working deeply on forgiving myself, forgiving others, 
working on all the things I needed to do, loving myself more because that was a big part of it for me. I didn't love myself enough or know my worth. And that stemmed from many things. You know, the first serious relationship I had, marriage, was not good. It was very toxic. And so I had a lot of self-esteem issues from that. So I had to go through and do the deep diving spiritual inner child work. And that's so necessary and important for you to do that because you're never going to move forward until you do that. It's not a fun thing because that brings about a lot of emotions, but it is necessary and you will feel better after it's done. The final stage there is integration, expansion, joy. So it means you're taking those spiritual lessons that you've been learning from that inner work you're doing and you're applying it to your daily life. So for a lot of you, when we talk about changing that negative mindset, your negative mindset was learned as a child. You know, you watched the people around you and how they behaved and how they thought and you just replicated that, which is what kids do. We imitate what we see. And so if you were around people who are negative all of the time, you had to totally change your mindset. And again, it takes a lot of practice. And some of you are still doing that. I'm still doing that. I'm still making sure that I am very conscientious about my thoughts and keeping them positive. And it's not always easy, but we're taking those lessons we learned and really putting them into our daily practice. And some people as they're going through these spiritual awakenings, are realizing that they have some spiritual gifts. We're actually all born with spiritual gifts, but many of us have blocked them out. We just don't practice them. We don't use them. We don't realize they're there. For me, it was, um, I was told a long time ago, like, you're a healer. Why aren't you doing this? And I didn't know what they were talking about. And she said, well, a healer doesn't have to necessarily be a nurse, you know, you just heal people with your words and with what you do. But there was more to it than that. You know, she said, no, you're actually a healer. So it made a lot of sense for me. Um, I've always been very fascinated with medicine and with trying to help people. So my way of healing is just in a non-traditional way. It's with Reiki. And even just having a podcast I'm being a healer in that way because I know that there are people who have listened who said, you've helped me and you've healed me. So when I say healer, it has multiple meanings. And many of you will realize that you have special gifts and talents that you're not using. Because when we start putting these things that we've learned, the lessons we've learned into our daily practice, we start realizing, many of us, that we're not living the life we were supposed to live. We're not on our actual soul journey. We were not doing what we came here to do. Our life's purpose is oftentimes much different than where we are in life because until we have the spiritual awakening, we don't know what our purpose is. So for some people, it's connecting again with your spiritual team and trying to connect with your life path and your soul book and figuring out where, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? What is my purpose? And that can be a very confusing thing to feel like you don't have a purpose in life and depressing, quite honestly. 
But when you get on this path, it's like you can't help but go and dig deeper and try to find that purpose because it's like a mission now. It's like I have to do this. So those are the stages. You're probably somewhere on those stages. You know, we're all on different points in that journey. There's so many different places so you know some of you may just be starting some of you may be at the dark night of the soul some of you may be in the middle of your journey and some of you may be closer to the end like I am you know but some of the things that you might experience as you're going on this journey is that you feel like you need to find meaning in life you feel like everything you've been taught in life is a lie you feel like Most people are really unhappy and they're not living their true purposes. You feel like you need to be alone. You want to quit your job. You need to find the truth. You need to change your negative habits, you know. You become more sensitive to people and things. Many of you are empaths and you realize that you're feeling emotions and many times you're not feeling your own emotions. You're feeling the emotions of others. You know, if you watched my Facebook Live last week, you would, you would have seen that whenever I connect with people, when I truly connect with them, I can feel what it is they're feeling. And in connecting with one person, it was like the emotion became so overwhelming that I had to, I had to stop myself from connecting because I started to cry and I knew it wasn't my emotion. It was the emotion of the other person that I was feeling. And some of you may be feeling that. You may be feeling the emotions of those around you. And that can be very overwhelming, especially if you were not attuned to it before. Now that you're becoming more open and aware and spiritually evolved, you may be feeling that more. And so that can be, that can be quite daunting. So you have to learn how to protect your energy and how to not take on the energy of everyone around you. Your intuition is being heightened. And so you're, you're able to better understand why others do what they do and and how you should react and what you should do because you're more in tune with that intuition so that makes you more sensitive too which can also make you more depressed if you're very sensitive because like I said you're not just picking up on your emotions so sometimes if you walk into a room and it's a crowded room and you're picking up on the emotions of everyone in that room that is overwhelming But there are a lot of things you can do to protect yourself from that. You just have to go in. And I always clear my energy before and after. And then if you're still feeling overwhelmed when you're there, you can always ask Archangel Michael to come in and shield you and protect you from all of that extra energy. Because energy, if someone has a very strong energy one way or the other, if it's negative, that's... It's not fun. It's not fun to be around people like that. <clears throat> the more that you, um, that you start on this journey, you realize that we really are one. We're all connected in some way or another. We're all connected. We're spiritually. We're one. And that can be difficult, especially seeing bad things happening to people. If you realize that we're all one, it's like it's happening to you too. So those are just some of the ways 
first of all, that you can tell that you are having a spiritual awakening. That is the process of going through it. And the one thing that I really want to stress to you is that it is a process, which means that you have to be kind and patient and gentle with yourself. It's like the grieving process. It's a process. We all go through it in a different way. Um, we are all on different phases of our journey. So you may be at the beginning, someone else may be at the end. You know, you've got to be patient with yourself and know that when you have your bad days, it's okay. And, and it doesn't mean because you have a bad day that you just totally give up and say, well, I failed at this. That's not what we do. Your bad day is just a bad day. It's not a bad life. It's not a bad year. You can start that day over at any point during the day, at any time. You can choose to think differently, and you can choose to react differently, and you can create your reality differently because we really are creating our reality with our own thoughts. You know, and as you get on this journey, you're going to notice, too, that you're starting to see more synchronicities. You might be experiencing feelings of deja vu where you feel like, I've done this before, I saw that before, I said that before. It's just a way of knowing that you're on the right path. Um, you may start to see signs and things from spirit. So seeing numbers all the time, we talked about that. You might see 222, which is the symbol that the angels are with you. Your miracle is just around the corner. Don't give up. 1111 is like you're manifesting. Keep your thoughts positive. There's so many different angel numbers, and you can just look up the angel numbers. If you keep seeing the same number over and over, look it up to see what the meaning is, because generally your spirit's trying to get your spiritual team trying to get your attention. And you may even begin to open up more where you see energy. You might see, some people see auras. I don't see that. Um, some people do. It's, for me, it's more of a feeling and a knowing. Other people, they see things and they hear things. I sometimes hear things. Like I'll hear just like someone call my name and there's no one around. But for me, it's more of a knowing and just a feeling people's energy. So I hope that that was helpful for you. And if you have any other questions, you can always contact me. If you are on this journey and you feel like you need a little more guidance, you know, it's there's no shame in contacting someone to ask for help. I definitely did one-on-one -on -one coaching with Julia, and it helped me out a lot. It's got me on the right path for my soul's purpose. It started me with this podcast and doing Reiki and all the things that I'm doing now. So <clears throat> I would highly recommend seeking guidance if you're feeling like you're not really sure where to go and you feel like you're on this journey, but especially if you're still in the dark night of the soul part, because that is very painful. And I can sympathize with you. I remember how bad that felt to be in that area. But know that coming through the other side is amazing. It feels so much better. It's like the clouds move and the light just breaks through and suddenly this aha moment of, I feel so much better because now I know what this is all about. So if you would like some guidance or help from me, contact me. You can email me, melissaoatman77 at gmail.com. You can uh, message me on Facebook, on my Facebook with Melissa page, my Reiki with Melissa page, I should say. You can also 
text me or call me if you have any questions. You know, if you think, yeah, I'd really like to book a session, but I don't know what I need. A lot of people will send me a message and say that. They'll say, I know I want to work with you. I know I need some kind of help, but I don't know what I need. So you can call me or text me and we can talk over the phone and discuss what would be best for you. My uh, phone number is 636-748-4943. I will put it in the description to the podcast. And just go to my website too. All of my contact information is there, plus everything I offer, all the services I offer are there. You can, uh, I just changed my website a little bit today. I added a booking page. So if you purchase a session from me, if you purchase a Reiki session or you purchase a coaching session or you purchase a reading from me, you can pay through the PayPal link and then now there's a booking page and you can just go to the booking page to set up the session with me. And if you uh, book a package, I would still like you to email me because obviously you're going to have multiple sessions. So if you book a package, just email me and we'll set up your sessions that way. That's a little easier for me because otherwise you're going to have to keep going through a booking on the website, which you can do, but it's probably easier just for me to to uh, send you an email and send or send you a text or something to set up your sessions. So I wanted to pull a card for you before uh, I ended this podcast. And the card that I pulled is from the Teachings of Abraham deck. It says, I want to feel good. Today, no matter where I'm going, no matter what I'm doing, no matter who I'm doing it with, it is my dominant intention to see which, to see that which I am wanting to see. So it is putting that intention out there that it doesn't matter what happens to you. It doesn't matter who you're with. It doesn't matter where you go. You are the one who is controlling what you want to see. We're controlling that with our thoughts. When bad things happen to us and we react to it and we overreact and we get emotional, we're calling more of that in. But if we can consciously stay in the moment and say, isn't that interesting? Or, okay, that happened, so that's all right, moving on. When you can let things that happen to you blow over and not affect the rest of your day, then you're truly able to stay in that state of happiness. You know, when, when we have one rainstorm, we don't say that our entire climate is nothing but rain. That's not what happens. There's a rainstorm and then it goes away and better weather comes. And in the same way, don't allow one bad incident to control your whole life. It's only one bad thing, not a bad day, not a bad week, not a bad year. It's one bad thing and we don't let it affect us and we say it doesn't matter if it's not going to affect where I am in five years. It's not a big enough thing for me to worry about. So guys, I hope that you have a wonderful day. Keep doing those positive mantras and listening to music and setting your intentions for having a great day. Come join me on my Facebook Lives on Thursdays at 7 Central. I will let you know if and when they go back to Tuesdays. Right now I have a class on Tuesday. And I will let you know when the past life regression is going to become available. Still in the middle of my certification for that right now. And I want to thank you guys for being a part of my tribe and for helping me along my path for my spiritual awakening 
it means a lot to me to have you here. Um, I'm so super grateful and thankful for all of you. I send you massive love and light every night. I hope that you can feel it. And I hope to see you again soon. Bye-bye.